Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I am Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Choir here along with Zach Berman, Z-Berm, on your Twitter handle. Uh, and Zach, the Eagles will play the Titans on Sunday. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Eagles are going to Nashville for the first time since 2010, the Kenny Britt game. I remember that for one. For those of uh, you listening that recall the game in which Nate Allen and Ellis Hobbs, I believe, got torched for over 200 receiving yards, I believe. It was before my time on the beat. It I was a lot of yards. It. Now, Kevin Cobb played in that game and um, didn't really perform very well. This is when after Vic's injury in 2010. But, uh, you know, that aside, this is, you know, it's an early test for this Eagles team. I think because this defense has shown that it's stout and because, you know, the Eagles are, are – Injured. They have a lot of guys that they're missing. Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys okay. that they're getting back and some of the ones that they're missing. Ryan McLeod is now out with a knee. He had a knee injury. He had knee surgery. Doug Peterson confirmed on Friday. He would, wouldn't would say if they're going to play someone injured reserve and if the season's over, but it does sound like for the most part he's done for the year. He had surgery, so it's not, it's not like he'll be in the lineup anytime soon. No, but probably more than likely he's yeah. done for the year. What does that do to the safety position, not only in terms of personnel, but also in terms of scheme? Yeah, I think it hurts the Eagles. I mean, Ronnie McLeod, I, I know he has his, his critics in the city. I haven't been one of them for the most part. I, I think that he's a good player. He's underrated. Um, and he plays that center field position, which is really important in this defense. Uh, Corey Graham, this is why he's here. I know he, he's your third safety, but also if something happened to Malcolm or, or Rodney, Corey Graham's an experienced player. A lot of starting experience in this league. He can step in. The thing is, I think there's a drop-off from McLeod to Corey Graham, number one. And number two, there's really not much depth at, at, at that spot. DeAndre Hall is the only other safety on the team. Uh, really didn't get here until week two. Um, and then they don't have anyone else. They have corners. They can try to cross-train. They haven't really done that yet. Uh, so it's something to watch, not just this week, but going forward. If the Eagles make a move for starting caliber safety, if they try to sign someone and develop. Um, I think they, at this point they'll try to get by with Corey Graham, but I don't think the defense is as good as it was. But they're going to have to bring a safety in at some point. But I'm talking about is it promoting Trey Sullivan from the practice squad? I mean, if you bring up Trey Sullivan, all you're doing is just getting depth, basically. Right. Um, but what they could do is they could try to – they could try to trade or sign someone who who has starting who's a starter in this league. Right. Well, you, you and I were talking about this earlier, and it, this isn't just I think uh, you know quote unquote clickbait and talking about Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that's not unhappy with his contract in Seattle. That's a team that's seemingly on the decline uh, and maybe willing to trade him for a draft pick. And the Eagles have a plethora of them next yep. season. Is is a is a one that you will do, um, considering the Eagles' situation. In a vacuum, I would look. I would really explore that. And because the Eagles are in win now mode, Rodney McLeod's injury is is not short term. It's a long term deal. So you're looking at, at someone who can start this year. Uh, and Earl Thomas is the best center field safety in the NFL. The thing is this: if he's unhappy about a salary in Seattle, I don't think he'd be happy about a salary in Philadelphia. So unless you're willing to do something with that contract. What are you accomplishing? You know, is would he come here and be happy? I don't know if, if the Eagles are in position to to really give him a, a big extension. Maybe that's something they would look at. They already have a lot of money invested in that position. 
but if you're looking at it in a vacuum, what's the best solution they could they could have? It's trading for someone like Earl Thomas, and it's it's looking at the fact that uh, that it would make you and it would make your Super Bowl chances even more so. Right. So, you know, I, okay, let's say it's a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving up a second round pick, you're going to have to sign them in the future in, in the off season because you don't or, or retrade them. Or retrade them, yeah, which is possible. But, which some teams look at. Yeah. Okay, that that that's fair. But would he be happy here if he doesn't have a new deal? Right, that's the thing. No. So, but how many, but how many years does he have left on this deal? Do you know? I don't know if I. I, 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 I don't think it's one. I don't think he'd be yeah. a free agent this. No, season. no, he's not a free. He'd be okay. under contract. Yeah. Right. So, um, the Eagles already have Malcolm Jenkins tied up for a couple more years in terms of you know the salary cap hit that they would take if they were to release him next year. They're not really releasing him next year. I looked at the numbers on that. McLeod is someone that they probably would explore maybe. Yeah, they have to eat sour, but they would open eat about stuff four up. million. Yeah. So you're so you, let's see, you know you, you can you can scale Earl Thomas's contracts that doesn't kill you next year. They're obviously going to look into extending Carson Wentz next off season, but that's a, as you mentioned, that's a lot of money in the safety position. Um, but it's it's a and, premium and Earl player. Thomas, yeah, he's a premium player. He'll probably be thirty soon. Malcolm's over thirty. That's a pretty old. Uh, sure. That's a lot of money in in guys that are over thirty. At a position that's not a premium position, so I don't know if it's I, you know, again. I think it's something that's that's feasible, something that they, they should explore. I don't think it's. I don't, think, like it, I don't think it's likely. No, but I, I I don't think it's something that you dismiss like that could never happen. Yeah. Because uh, there is a clear need there. It's a position where the Eagles just lost someone. The Eagles have the surplus of picks, like you said, and I do think the Eagles see a window right now. I mean, they're building for the long term because they have Carson Wentz here, but there's a core of players that are in that 28-32, and in cases like Jason Peters, even older, um, where they're trying to win with this group, your Malcolm Jenkins, Jason Kelsey, those players who who, who aren't going to be here four or five years from now. Yeah, now, uh, McLeod is kind of, he's actually kind of similar to Earl Thomas in terms of his skill set. He's, yeah. he's nowhere near as good as him, but they play the position similarly. That's my point, yeah. And, you know, Earl Thomas obviously would be an upgrade, but the problem is, you know, you yeah, you do have Corey Graham, but Corey Graham pretty much plays like almost like a, a quasi-linebacker role. Now, he'll drop and play center field every now and then. But to have him back there all the time is going to be – is going to be. Uh, I think you're setting yourself up for, for, for even more deep balls. And, and Ma- Malcolm can play as well, but he doesn't like to. And he's better, I think, playing down closer to the box than he is in center field. So the Eagles are – I think, as you mentioned, and, and, and I, I'm not a huge McLeod guy, but I think he's solid safety – they're, they're, this isn't gonna. This is gonna hurt them a little bit. Let me ask you a hypothetical here. And, you have to, and what happens on, on nickel and dime? Yeah, you know I mean, but but my hypothetical is 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 this, and I, I know this is something fans have asked about, and I didn't think it would be a conversation at this point, but maybe it's a, it's a conversation worth having. If you look at Jalen Mills and you say long term, you could be a really good safety. Malcolm Jenkins was drafted in the first round as a cornerback. Around the same time in his career, he moved to safety. Now he's a Pro Bowler an elite player. You could have this type of career track. You played some safety at LSU. Let's make this adjustment now. You can be our long-term starting safety. If, what, is that a conversation I think have? he certainly makes more sense than, like, say, Russell, Russell Douglas. Yeah, Some people I agree are throwing that name out there. I don't think... I, don't I think, think that's looking at size, not skill set. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, maybe he can do it, but um, I, I think Jalen's better suited I agree. Um, to play it. But, again, I don't know if he can make that in-season move. No, yeah, that's a challenge, making an, an in-season move. 
Uh, but unless they have to, I mean, let's just say something else. Yeah. Someone else. I don't think right now they don't have to do it. But I'm I'm saying that is something that in theory you could do because Sidney Jones can 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 play outside cornerback. Avante Maddox can play slot corner. I mean, they they have bodies here. Yeah, they they have bodies here at cornerback. And I'm just saying, long term, it wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Mills is a good safety. No, yeah, this off season, but I don't think it's something they can do in season. It's hard to do in season. Okay, uh, so Alshon Jeffrey uh, is going to miss his second practice in a row with an illness. There's a bug going around. Michael Bennett had it. Now, now Alshon has it. You haven't caught it yet. I have haven't you? caught it yet. Okay. Have you? I have. I have not. But it sounds like Doug would like Doug some of us. <laughs> yeah. He joked uh, yeah. about that. Um, Doug seems to think that he'll be ready for Sunday. It sounds like. I mean, yeah. you know, when he was asked asked about, uh, he said, that, you know, he liked what he saw on, on Wednesday. So as long as he gets healthy in terms of his uh, illness, he should be ready to go. Which is obviously an upgrade for the Eagles. A huge addition. They've needed him at that position. What do you what 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 should what should we expect from Alshon coming off you know a shoulder injury? Well, shoulder surgery. Well, first off, it's it's kind of ironic that on Wednesday the the tune is whoa, it's too early to say this. We need to see how he looks at the end of the week. If you know how he can take a hit, right. he misses he two days of practice. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's fine. Yeah, two, two yeah. days of practice, but he's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's, it's funny how that works sometimes. It's just all bull- uh, all but bullshit. uh, all bullshit. no, <laughs> I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to make a huge difference in this in this offense. I've said it all along. I stand by it. Uh, he's going to make everyone else around him better. He's going to command attention. He, he's he's someone who Carson can trust. But I think Nelson Aguilar will take a big jump. Zach Ertz is going to get a lot of the, is going to get a lot of defensive attention, regardless. Um, he sees double teams even when Alshon's out there sometimes. But I think what this does for Nelson, I think it's going to unlock Nelson, unleash Nelson in a way you saw last year. It wouldn't surprise me if the, if the yards per catch. I think Nelson's five yards per catch fewer than he was a, a year ago. Yeah. If that shoots up this game, um, because I just think the whole field changes when Alshon's out there. Right. Do you, you now you get Alshon back? Do you lean less on the tight end uh, packages that Doug uh, used so much? On Sunday against the Colts, I lean less on the three tight end packages. Yeah, Dallas Goddard still plays. Yeah, and you had a, a great film study that, that came out yesterday morning, was it? Yeah, it, it, uh, on on Dallas Goddard, I enjoyed that, and it kind of made a compelling case that Dallas Goddard deserves playing time. And, and, and we've written it, we've said it. I think the Eagles need to have twelve personnel on the field to get Dallas involved. That being said, um, I think that you're you're still going to see a lot of Nelson Aguilar. Uh, and that's probably their, their Kamar best Aiken. Lineup. I mean, they're going to play 11 personnel. I guess it's either Kamar Aiken or Shelton Gibson. Yeah, not Jordan Matthews. Or Jordan Matthews, yeah. right. But Jordan um, Matthews, yeah. I mean, actually, honestly, he played outside of the three, I trust, I trust Jordan Matthews the most. Well, Carson trusts Jordan Matthews yeah. the most. Um, but Jordan Matthews isn't stretching the field in any way. Although, no. then again, neither is Kamar Aiken. No. Shelton Gibson. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but, yeah. I mean, they, he, of the three, he would be the guy that you would – you would send on those deep routes. Sure. Uh, no, I, I think they're going to rely on on the top four guys we said, yeah. uh, which is Alshon Nelson, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. It sounds like Sproles won't play. Sproles could help you in the passing game too. Right, which brings me to the running back position. Another guy they're going to rely on is Jay Ajayi, who mm-hmm. revealed yesterday that he has a small fracture in his back. It, you know, it sounds bad. Uh, Doug 
said he had. Did himself. you know Doug played? By the way, yeah, has he ever yeah, mentioned yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he actually had to go on IR because of it. But he said his was his was more serious than Jay's. That you know Jay's is under control. There'll be a little bit, little bit of a pain tolerance thing, but for the most part, uh, it's something that he will be able to do without much um, restriction. That being said, I still feel like this is. We thought that they were going to ride the J train a lot this this year. I'm not really sure if that's going to be the case. I mean, he'll be the lead tailback, yeah. but I don't think you're going to see many 20 carry games out of him. And this is probably another reason why. Yeah, I mean, perhaps the backs are the reason why. But but going into the year, uh, I thought Jay was going to be more of the featured back, and I just don't think that's the way. I don't think they want to have a featured back. They'll have a lead running back, but it just seems more and more like Doug is going to mix it up. Last year, or I'm sorry, last week, he had every opportunity to make Corey Clement the featured running back. And although Corey took the majority of the snaps, you still saw, saw Wendell Smallwood have a role. I still see Josh Adams, too. Yeah. So I still see them mixing it up. Jay Jai is going to have the most carries, I would say, every week that he's out there healthy. Um, but I don't think he's going to have you know 20 to 25 carries. All right, let's look a little bit of the, at the, uh, the Titans, yep. um, just to give the listeners a look at you know what, what they should, should expect for Sunday. So... Since we started offense, look, let's look at the Eagles' defense versus the Titans' offense. Of course, Mar- Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. He's mm-hmm. going to be starting. He's had an elbow issue, which has affected his ability to grip the ball, therefore throw the ball downfield. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like the Titans have really kind of had to rely on the run game, at least trying to get the run game, run game going. I don't think either um, Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis has a yards per carry average above four. So it's not like they've been really killing teams on the ground. And the Eagles – one of their defensive strengths to stop in the run. So it's hard to see the Titans putting a lot of points up on this Eagles defense, even at home. Yeah, uh, I, I think that in – I should preface this by saying I really like Tennessee's roster. I think John Robinson's done a good job there. Going into the year, this is a game that I thought could be a challenge for the Eagles. Yeah. I still feel that way. Um, but uh, I think the way Tennessee plays offensively, especially with Mariota a little banged up, plays right into the Eagles' favor. The Eagles have the number one run defense in the, in the league this year. They had the number one run defense in the, in the league last year. Tennessee's committed to the run. The Eagles try to make teams one-dimensional. If Tennessee try, if, if the Eagles can bottle up the run, which is what they do best, and force Tennessee to pass, that's not what Tennessee wants to do. And the Titans lost to Laney Walker, their tight end, really good threat. Their receivers, they cut Rashard Matthews, or they're going to cut Rashard Matthews, who... Uh, his playing time was was dwindling, but he was a, a key player in the offense. So you're looking at, at Corey Davis, the number five pick last year, who has talent. I, I know you liked him going into the draft last year. Um, they have Tawan, uh, uh, Tawan Taylor, who's a good receiver, a receiver they picked last year too. But they they want to run the ball but with their guys that frighten you exactly. So I, I really think that if the Eagles can force the Titans to pass the ball on them. Uh, the Eagles are, are going to win this game. Yeah, if you're if you're looking at th- a lot of third and sevens and eights and nines and tens, I think the Eagles win win this game. That being said, Derrick Henry, even though the yards per carry is down this year, um, he's he's had good games in the past. Look in the playoffs last year. Uh, and we all know Deion Lewis is talented. Yeah, can catch the ball. Joe Banner loves him. Yeah, now the thing with but the other thing you got to keep in um, you know keep in consideration is Mariota is still a threat on the ground. Um, is he going to run less because of the injury? I don't know, uh, but he's obviously a threat anytime to take off. And that's a good offensive I don't know if line. You spy too. him? Is it yeah. worth doing that? Oh, absolutely. I think okay. he's. Yeah, I think he's really athletic. Now we haven't. Camus. 
Can move Perhaps in base. in base, yeah. And then um, Hicks or Bradham, if you're in. Well, I mean, the question now is what they're going to do with the nickel package. I mean, is it going to be all Sidney Jones? Yeah, that's my guess. Okay, so it'll be all Sidney Jones. So they don't really have a big nickel anymore. They just yeah. they just go through small nickel. Unless they like the. And they have Hall. increasingly been using the dime, and taking Bradham off the field, and leaving Hicks on. I think uh, you'll see more nickel. Yeah, I think we'll see more nickel. I don't think they're going to be able to play dime. I, mean, I agree. Who, 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 Maddox would probably be the sixth yeah. guy. Um, but I don't know. If, they don't. I, I got. I didn't look at the numbers. I don't know if they run a lot of four receiver sets. No, they actually come out often with uh, two tight two, ends. Two tight ends. Yeah. Uh, so. So it, it kind of plays into the Eagles' favor, I think. Also, in fact, in light of the McLeod injury. Now the 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 one thing we should say is, it's really hard to watch Tennessee this year know what their offense is because Mariota's been banged yeah. up. You know, they had a new offensive coordinator, Matt Lafleur. He's from that 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 Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay tree. Uh, so I was really intrigued by what Tennessee would do offensively this year. We haven't really seen it. Maybe if, 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 if Mariota's healthier, uh, you'll see it more this week. But I think that when you're looking at Tennessee's offense, what worries you is that offensive line. It's a good offensive line, especially the tackles. Tackles, Jack Conklin is, is good. And yeah. Taylor Lewin, as you mentioned, yep. is the, two of the better tackles in the league. First round picks. Yeah, and they can run the ball and they can throw the ball to Deion Lewis in space. But if, if they're trying to beat you throwing downfield to Corey Davis or or to uh, or the Taylor, um, I think that plays into the Eagles' favor. Yeah. Uh, other side of the ball, Eagles offense, as we mentioned, they're getting Alshon Jeffrey back, Jay Ajayi, and Carson Wentz will be playing game mm-hmm. two, and, and he looked good in his first game back. He wasn't perfect, obviously, had a couple turnovers. But I think for the most part, you had to be pleased with what you saw with Carson. No restrictions, it seems, athletically and moving around. No restrictions mentally. He, he was unhinged. He was basically playing like the Carson we saw in 2017. So I think with each week, you'll see more confidence from him. And, again, getting Dallas Goddard involved I think is real key because this is going to open up Zach Ertz as well. Yeah. And I think there's some matchups that favor the Eagles on Sunday at those receiver spots. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I do, although – well, yes, at the, at the receiver spots, you look at what Tennessee's allowed this year. They've allowed three 100-yard receivers, actually two against Houston alone. Both uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller were over 100 yards. So you want your, your receivers to threaten them. Now, they spent big money on both Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, who did not play against the Eagles. They're, they're, they're the a third Bowl. cornerback. Adoree Jackson was a first-round pick. So they have talented players there, but uh, teams have been able to pass on them. Although they're number ten in the league in pass defense, right? And, and you know they have a good front. Um, you know they they held the Redskins to nine points. I'm not saying the Redskins have a no know, the, explosive offense. The, the Jaguars. I'm sorry, the, yeah, yeah, the Jaguars. But yeah. they, but they beat the no. They they played Miami, oh, Houston, no, no, and, Jacksonville beat the uh, yeah Redskins. Right. Uh, that that being said, um, you know I think Jarrell Casey's the guy. I think you'd circle sure. Um, he's already got three sacks in the season. He's he's he plays like a three technique, even though um, they run a three four base. But on passing down, so he'll, he'll he'll one gap and get into the backfield. So I think you got to worry about him if you're Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelsey. Um, I wonder I wonder if the Titans will will follow what the Colts did last week and stunning a lot, looping guys in and out because that seemed to give the Eagles offensive line some issues. I'm not sure if that's something they do a lot of. But the O line's got to step up after last week's performance, I think, in terms, especially on passing downs. Yeah, five sacks—that's too many. Um, I mean, part of that's on on Carson. Fewer on Carson, but, but uh, Carson also saved them from yeah. a few sacks too. I think Carson's gonna have a good game. 
Um, I, yeah. I, I, I would have confidence in Carson this week. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I think, the edge. Is yeah. I just think Carson's going to win this game for them, um, you know, whether it's whether it's through the, through the air or the ground. Um, I have a quick question for you when we're talking about Carson. Um, and uh, we're at the 20-minute mark, so we have a, yeah, last one. a little bit here. I'm, I'm doing something on on year three quarterbacks, uh, and this is Carson's third year. Marcus Mariota had an outstanding second year. There's a lot of optimism about him going into his third year regress. They made a change. What are your views on Mariota versus Wentz? I mean, Wentz is clearly viewed in the league as, as the better quarterback, but I ask it because Bob Ford, our colleague, has a column looking at what almost was in 2016 when the Eagles tried everything they could to get yeah, Mariota. Could yeah, and I wrote at the time, I thought the Eagles should have uh, done almost anything to get Marcus Mariota. We'll never know exactly what it would have taken. Uh, we've heard various uh, reports about um, what was offered or, or what the uh, Titans had asked, I guess, versus what Chip Kelly had offered. I thought, you know, for Chip, it's like, you know, scheme with this guy you love, scheme-wise, he would have been a perfect fit for you. So um, I, I don't take back what I said then because I think for Chip, it, it would have made sense, a lot of sense. You know, you need a quarterback yeah. in this league. Um, that being said, it really turned out to benefit the Eagles sure. if they didn't take Marcus Mariota. I mean, who knows what would have happened. I mean, maybe Chip all of a sudden would have had success. I'm not really sure he, it would have mattered um, just the way he, he had been running his offense at that time and, and a lot of the other issues away from the field. Can Mariota still be an elite quarterback in this league? Um, no, I don't think no. so. Okay. Yeah. So then it worked out really well because I, I know we both think when I like Mariota. I don't think he's elite. No, uh, but we both think Wentz can and, and oh, yeah. almost uh, yeah. is right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentz is elite now. Okay. Yeah, Wentz, is, Wentz has got – and plus he's got a higher ceiling. Again, you know, one of the things that made Mario effective is, uh, you know, the athleticism that he brought, and he still brings it. But – and Carson has that as well. But I, I think Mario is a little different. Um, he can't work as well from the pocket like that, yeah. that Carson can. Carson could be a pocket quarterback exclusively if he wanted to, and he'd still be an elite quarterback. Um, I don't think Mariota can do that. I think Mariota is like a two-read guy, and I think beyond that, I don't, I don't know what else he can he can do with passing the ball down the field. And so the reason I ask is because last week we talked about Carson versus Andrew Luck, and at one point in Luck's career, you could say he was going to be the next great quarterback. Yeah. You don't think there's any comparison this week. You think it's clearly everyone I would say Carson. Clearly. I mean, I yeah. think you would agree. I would agree. Although I, I, I really liked Mariota at, at Oregon. I really liked him in year two. Last year was concerning. I mean, it was a bad year last year. So. And then now he's got the injuries. That's just not going to help yeah. him. Um, you know, they got to decide this offseason, too, with uh, Tennessee. This will be his – this is his fourth this year. This is his fourth year. Yeah, so they got to decide if they want to add. They'll probably obviously bring him back for a fifth year. But um, do you want to give him a big contract sure. extension? Certainly something Eagles can, can consider with Carson entering his um, – the offseason before his fourth season. But uh, that being said, yeah, it should be a, it should be a good contest – uh, I think it'll be a close game. I have the Eagles winning 26-20. Zach, what did you have? Yeah, I, I had it around there. I had the Eagles covering slightly. I forget the score specifically offhand. Um, I don't think it's going to be a game in the 30s. I have the Eagles in the low 20s and the Titans in the teens. All right. Well, that's it here for the Bird's Eye View podcast. I'm Jeff McClain. That's Zach Berman, and we'll talk to you after the game.